right, and we're back. I made it by 40 seconds, um, but we're back. Judge it was Bud. 90 seconds. Give yourself some credit. Yeah, because we delayed it because of Isha. Um, <laughs> welcome back, Judge Buds, episode 74. Uh, as always, our host, Z, joined by my good buddy, Mr. At State of Hoppy. Hoppy, how we doing? Oh, we're doing all right. Uh, bullshit. We're both down bad. This week sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I was going to try and bullshit my way through that, but it's brutal. You've suffered a horrible loss. I've suffered a horrible loss. Why don't we just get into it? Let, let's just go right away and start with your loss first, unless you want to talk about anything else in particular. Yeah, we're talking about my loss of time um, after getting stuck inside of a 7-Eleven today for 25 minutes. Because everyone needed food. Anyways, no, um, that's that's not actually it. Um, it's it's sad. It's a sad week. Everything's terrible in Boston, which means it's good for everybody else. Except this is the one time that something bad happens to the Boston Bruins, where I feel like the entire NHL is just like you can't even dunk on it just because it's Patrice Bergeron. Finally retired after his sixth Selkie, captaining the Bruins to essentially almost every single record in NHL history. And he, uh, he's not going to be playing hockey anymore in Boston. And I mean, it's a big loss, obviously, for the Boston Bruins, but I got to think it's a giant loss for like just the nhl in general not just for how good he was but for how he represented the sport how he represented himself um i mean like it's funny because around here obviously everyone hates the Bruins general but even like fans of the canadians fans of the leafs they're like they'll say we hate everything about the boston Bruins except for patrice bergeron he's fine we uh, it's he's impossible to hate um but just a big loss for hockey. It sucks, dude. Like in the past couple of years, we see in Boston, Chara gone. Krejci, I'm assuming at this point, is going to be gone too. Um, and now Patrice Bergeron, where she, you're just sitting around like, oh my God, like everybody that you grew up watching is retiring and a lot of other guys are the way out. But I mean, I, I literally sat and looked at my phone and just kept refreshing thinking it wasn't real um but then it was i really thought he was gonna come back for one more year because i thought that was a really shitty way to go out but i mean all the respect in the world good for him for going out when he's like still at his best literally winning a selkie trophy um and he goes out in his own terms clearly and it's been a decision i guess that he made before they even did locker clean out that's when they filmed their goodbyes or whatever, like the video that the Bruins posted. And there's a lot of videos already ready to go. So he, everyone knew he was gone. Um, but as sad as it is, I'm happy for him that he gets to go enjoy life outside of hockey. He goes out on top and it's his decision. It's not like it's a, an injury that forces him to retire. It's not like he can't play anymore, obviously, but, um, Obviously, all the best to Patrice. And I don't know if you just heard that insane thunder. So I'm assuming I'll lose uh, internet here at some point, which feels about right. Um, but yeah, we'll keep, Patrice we'll Bergeron retires. Patrice Bergeron retires. I thought he might play till he was like 87 years old. 
and win and win 75 selkies, which isn't mathematically possible, but uh, yeah, it's it's tough, but I mean it is really cool to see that literally no one in the world disliked Patrice Bergeron, which is really impressive given the team he played for, and like you said, everyone's innate drive to hate everything Boston. He still pushed through that and no one had issues with him. Do you think that they will rename the Selkie? I don't know. It's like the NHL, everything they do is just so fucking like archaic. And like, you know, there's no, like it would have to take. I don't like, I really don't know. I feel like they're just so sad. Oh no, you can't disrespect the old way to blah, 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 blah. I feel like they will never do it. But if there's one guy that was going to get a trophy renamed, like, Bergeron's right there. I mean, if they didn't do some like the Art Ross, they didn't change that for Gretzky. <laughs> like, uh, I don't even know if that's what it was called. But I honestly, I couldn't even like the history of like the awards. I have no fucking idea. But, well, but in fairness, change any like, awards for, like, Bobby or got, Gretzky. Gretzky got a number retired from the league. I I think that trumps that's any so award. Lot. And what a number, by the way! What a number to get retired. I think everyone's like, all right. <laughs> Do you think that's the only reason they were okay with it? Like, okay, so we yeah. just shortened the list by one. Like, if it was a random number, like 47, like, that'd fuck with people. It'd be confusing. 99 yeah, is just like, oh, yeah, no, just, like, take nine, one more sure, number bro. away. Yeah, okay, man, huh. sure. Uh, I, I got to ask, though, and this is, you know, I know that, you know, the body's not even cold yet, but do you think – there is a large gap between, or is there some discussion around who's the better two-way center all time between Bergeron and Pavel Datsuk? I don't, yeah. I mean, these, that's like, it's funny. Cause that's always that's the, the comparison gets thrown around. Um, I don't know. Like they were both so fucking unbelievable. I don't I, think it's like, Either way, I don't think there's a, a massive gap in between the two players. Like, they're two of the best that ever did it. So, I don't think you can complain one way or the other if you get one of those guys. Uh, neither one first-round pick. Classic. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally get when people say Datsuk, and I totally get when people say Bergeron. I've obviously got the bias. And, I mean, Bergeron had, like, the longevity, if you want to do that. Like, whatever. True. I mean, Datsuk was still unbelievable. I mean, Bergeron doesn't love his daughter as much anymore. as Datsuk does, in fairness. Clearly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no, no i i, I, I never can like, like everyone's gonna have their own pick right but it's more everyone is so quick to say that like bergeron's the best to ever do it he's the one that should have the selkie named after him and i just feel like people very quickly forget the magic man Pavel datsuk that's all yeah how many did he win two or three i don't even know how many should he have won though yeah you could say that about a lot of guys True. i mean like did dano chara won one norris trophy scrub mm, yeah what a joke what a loser um let's see how many did he, he won three yeah and he's got two cups that is true so um yeah, yeah that, i never know what to do sense. like people throw like comparison like those comparisons I'm like i don't fucking care dude like no, i right. could not get more riled up one way or the other about like how dare you say that dot suits better fucking defensive forward than Patrice bergeron all right, Bergeron or Goudreau? Dean Evison is watching right now. Well, I mean, 
I'm just kidding. Just calm down. Are we counting? Goudreau's in a different stratosphere, obviously. <laughs> no best, coach best has ever, ever loved Patrice Bergeron the way that Dean Evison loves Freddie Goudreau. We can agree on that. Obviously. Clearly. Five years um, But so, all right, bigger topic then, and I'm sure you've put some thought into this, just prepping for the possibility that he leaves what's next for the Boston Bruins? Like what does the rest of this summer look like? Is there any like last minute pivots they can make? And what's the expectation for this season? Yeah. So this is what ultimately throws a massive wrench in like what the Bruins are going to be next year. At the same time, you would think that since this decision apparently was made pretty soon, either after the season ended or even like before it ended, it sounds like he was probably telling everyone that he was done. Uh, you're looking at a first-line center, either Pavel Zaka or Charlie Coyle. Uh, I mean, fortunately, you still got elite playmakers and David Pasternak and Brad Marchand up front. But now it gets really interesting because even if they want to go and, and find a center or trade for a center, it doesn't really matter because they don't really have that much cap space still. And they still have to re-up Swayman. Uh, and Trent Frederick, who essentially is going to cost the rest of their cap space, uh, both of those guys. Um, so this is when it gets real interesting. I mean, and it's another, it's like the Bruins are another team too. There's not like a whole lot of like palatable trade options to like get rid of salary. Like maybe like a Derek Forbert, 3 million off the, off the uh, sheet there. But even then, like he probably isn't going to get you much in return. So like, there's not a whole lot of setters out there available to sign. So this is what it gets real interesting. So uh, as we've seen the last couple of years, you really do need some elite centers to make deep playoff runs. And it's going to be very interesting because the Atlantic is going to be murderer's row again. So it is fascinating to see. So Milan Lucic, first line center, uh, he's going to put up 40, <laughs> 40 goals, 60 assists, 275 penalty minutes. Um, and he's gonna, he's gonna, he's just gonna do it, and the Bruins are gonna do it. They're gonna be fine. So, yeah, that adds up. I really have no idea. I mean, it's gonna be a, a wonky lineup, dude. Yeah, that much I've gathered. It's I don't know. It's pretty bizarre because you look at the blue line and goaltending. They're set. They've got talent on the wing it's just the center depth looks very minnesota-esque right now mm-hmm. in fact yeah, i mean like, the minnesota wild once had charlie Coyle penciled in as their one c yeah and i mean hey there were certain points in the this past playoffs aka just the first round uh where bergerot and Krejci were outs and charlie Coyle was the one c and actually was great but um he's obviously not the guy first line center he's not going to be driving play neither is pablo zaka uh, so there's not a whole lot of options right now and there's not a whole lot of cat space and there's not a whole lot of palatable trades to be made. So they're going to have to somehow make it work here. I don't know how successful that'll be. Um, but I do think, like you said, goaltending in the blue line set. So at the very least, they're still not going to be giving up a whole lot of goals. Um, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. Maybe Krejci should be like, you know what? I'll come back. Even then, though, it's uh, it's Still not it's sure that moves pretty, to me a whole lot. Yeah, it's just like a giant question mark, 
And it, again, it does not help that pretty much everyone else in the Atlantic also loaded up. Uh, I mean, breaking news as of a couple minutes ago, I think it was. Uh, Tarasenko signs with Ottawa. Ottawa's just fast. Oh, there you go. Uh, Ottawa's fascinating team. I keep forgetting that Claude Giroux's there. And was uh, sick Isha, this year. Isha forgot on Sunday that uh, Debrinkat had been traded. Not sorry, not forgot. He was completely unaware of that fact, and he ended up deleting it from the episode because he's a coward. What a come on. He usually would leave it, but it was at the very end of the episode and it kind of got awkward. So he's like, yeah, I just took it out. It was cleaner. I'm like, whatever, dude, whatever. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, they're interesting, man. I don't really know what to make of them because I'm not sure how much I trust the uh, old goaltending setup. Yeah, it's not going to happen again. What's not going to happen again? Oh, Mark, like that's not that was obviously flash in the pan like he's not going to win 40 games again he's not going to like have the same kind no. of season the, the senators yeah i thought we were still going there but yeah no you're right on that front too no but i okay so bruins like you don't think between the two you're still in pretty good fucking shape no they are i was just immediately thinking that based on what you said i was in the same oh. Trade a thought, but just on a completely different team. So there you go. Gotcha. No, Senators, I don't know, man. Let, let's – so Bruins aside, the three teams that are on the cusp that everyone, for different reasons, thinks is the next anointed team to kind of rise the ranks in the Atlantic, Buffalo, Detroit, and Ottawa. Rank them. I mean, Buffalo – easy one yeah we're on the same page <laughs> after that i don't really know between Ottawa and detroit like, yeah because i really don't like i mean the uh, once again it just another super goddamn weird off season from the red wings like dude uh, Steve Eisenman should only be allowed to draft that's what we've learned i still can't believe, can't believe he threw jt comp for that deal or half their blue line. Yeah, I. It's a weird fucking lineup. Well, dude, I love I love too the 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 meme from the other year where like he's like you have to fucking ask them about the whole Nadelkovich trade. He's already out the door. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I. It's weird. It's weird. I don't have a whole lot of faith, but I mean. Sure, they'll they'll probably be better than they were. So there you I go. I mean, some That's people it. are saying that Iserman's a, a system GM. So ah, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I was a really hoping you'd GM. think about it. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna like I tell you constantly whenever you try to bait me into these ridiculous conversations. Uh, I'm not touching <laughs> that one. Other than sometimes I do if I really can't help myself, but this is one I absolutely can help myself. <laughs> Oh, fine. Fuck you. <laughs> but we can um, move on from the dark and dreariness of my life and move on to the dark and dreariness of your life. Uh, yeah, it's... Which I'll just let you take the reins here. University. Not, not university. Yes, university of Minnesota Golden Gophers. 
I'm still I, this seven. This seven eleven trip. Minnesota? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This seven eleven trip really fucked me up. I mean, I was just standing in there and I lost. Do, do you need to vent about the seven eleven trip before we go? Into no, 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 no. I'll get really upset if I do that. All right. Uh, yeah, Logan Cooley after a uh, bunch of suspense announcing that he was in fact coming back to push for a natty at home with the Gophers with his good, good buddy, Jimmy Snuggerud came out today that he is officially signed to the Arizona Coyotes on his ELC. Yesterday, their account was all over the place, which like, honestly at the time was 50 50 for me of them just being donkeys versus there being any truth. And now it's done. So fuck my life. All right. That's it. That's the I mean, show. That's brutal. <laughs> I, yeah. first, let, let me just say, like, this is a kid. I harbor zero ill will for his decision. Like anyone that's freaking out and saying that he hates Minnesota or doesn't care about his teammates or any of that shit, like calm the fuck down. Uh, is the timing brutal? Yeah. Would have been great if he had made this decision, you know, at the end of the season rather than now, just before August, when it seemed like the roster was pretty locked. So yeah, that puts him in a tough spot, but the kids agonized over this decision. He didn't want to, leave but apparently he went down and they pretty much put the sales pitch on they very much sold slash pressured him into leaving he definitely thinks he's ready to go play in the nhl who am i to tell him that he shouldn't pursue that just a bummer that it could have been a really fun fucking year to see them make a push to win a natty in saint paul So we both hate our lives. Um, and Jimmy Snuggerud probably hates his more. I don't know. He's got a pretty cool life, but that was just bizarre cool timing man. that right before all of that stuff was popping for the Arizona Coyotes, NHL.com drops an article about Jimmy Snuggerud, all about how he has unfinished business, coming back to the U for one more year, wants to win a natty, several references of being excited to do so with Cools, a.k.a. Logan Cooley. So just like super brutal timing for all that. Um, but I guess first we'll talk more on the Arizona front. Is Cooley in the mix as a true Calder contender? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, like, it's a crazy fucking class this year. Right. Um, I think he's absolutely in the mix. Like he, I, we all knew how good he was when he got drafted third overall. We knew he had a monster year the year before in his draft year. But, I mean, this year at the University of Minnesota, like, I mean, he obviously was unbelievable. He was a hat trick finalist. Like, I mean, he checked every box and, like, took an even bigger step than I thought he would. I was curious to see if there'd be any kind of adjustment stepping into the college game. There, <laughs> um, If there was, I, I didn't I think see the it. adjustment uh, was coming from the Big Ten, not from him. Right. So there you go. So yeah, no, he's absolutely the mix. And I mean, he's going to have a couple good players around him too. So um, be curious to see what that, what the lineup looks like. So, I mean, they had a couple of guys take big steps in Arizona last year. I mean, Michelli was a monster. 
Uh, Hayton took a big step, which is good for him. You know, they bring in guys like Kerfoot, Loss, or uh, Jason Zucker. You know, you still got Nick Schmaltz, Clayton Keller. Like, there's some decent talent in that lineup where they're not just like, I mean, they still have some guys that it felt like Castaway Island, but uh, there's some legit talent around him now. So, yeah, no, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be in the mix. Like, um, and it's not like the Central Division either is going to be like murderer's row at all. So, good spot for him to be. He's going to get a ton of ice time for sure. Um, so yeah, he'll, I, I think he'll absolutely be in the mix for, uh, the Calder. Um, and I'm excited to see what that looks like for sure. So we, we got Mateo chiming in. Cooley is potting 70 points. That feels aggressive. That's quite aggressive. What, what do you think is a realistic expectation to put on him? I could, I mean, like anywhere from like, the benchmark. That, I was, like, was going to say like 50. 55 yeah. again because i mean yeah they he will have some talent but it's still the arizona coyotes but mm-hmm. um and i'm sure there will be a slight adjustment obviously going to the nhl and um but i mean hey he's been he's used to playing in a college barn so that's not going to be any kind of adjustment there uh he'll get to continue the last that. time he played in that rank so hey do you think he actually knows that he's going like he'll every home game he's like i thought i signed i don't i'm so confused <laughs> right now um, you gotta wonder, man. Like, do you think that part of them changing his mind? Like, yeah, he went to Dev Camp. He probably fucking torched everyone there. He's like, okay, yeah, I, I think I can do this. But do you think that there's more clarity behind the scenes for what the future of the franchise is? Like, whether they found a new home for the year after this upcoming season, or like, I don't know. That's very speculative on my part, but. I know that was one of his big concerns on why he's like, yeah, college is the route I'm going because they don't seem to have their shit together. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got to think they made some kind of incredible pitch. I'm sure they pitched it to him as he was a big part of them staying at like whatever, him being one of the centerpieces for, you know, like finding some like, like a foothold and not moving. I'm sure that was a pretty, he was obviously like, I'm sure the selling point was the fact that he was like the guy there. Uh, and they do have, you know, they've added a lot of prospects, the young players, and I'm sure they're, you know, pitching him that he'll be part of that next wave. And, and like one of the centerpieces there, he's got Clayton Keller that's there still. Um, you know, there's a lot of other young guys. So I, I'm, I would love to know what it was that was said or pitched or what he did did whether it was just like playing with those guys at dev camp and like being around some of the guys in the nhl that made him say all right yeah no actually you know what i'm doing it like i'm gonna sign right now i'm very i would love i don't know if we'll ever yeah well i'm sure we'll find out eventually but who knows how long that'll be from now like what we find like what it was that made him make that decision but i would love to know because it like this is the weirdest time i've ever seen so like yeah you know what i will go to the nhl like yeah. at least in terms of a big blue chip prospect. Um, Cause I mean, I, he was 100% coming back to Minnesota. Like it wasn't even, I feel like the, the past couple of weeks, especially it hasn't even been on the radar that he would sign. Like I thought it was like, yeah, no, he's made a decision. Uh, kind of got to keep it that way. <laughs> right? I, yeah, I guess so. Out of but, nowhere uh, though. It's I mean, just like really was out of nowhere. There, I love some breaking transcript. news though. Yeah, it is. But uh 
I don't have a transcript. I don't know what the sales pitch was. I've just got it under good authority from a couple of sources that they definitely sold him when he was there for Def Camp. So I don't know what that involved or entailed, but I'm just sad. And again, hey, wish it's him this nothing warm best. all the time. It's this warm all the time. You're just like, I'm in. What if that was it? He's like, I didn't even know they had this good weather. And like one thing you got to wonder about too, like he's obviously not a Minnesota boy, unlike the majority of gophers. A lot of guys probably weren't around. Like he's not around the team. He's not getting those vibes all summer. It's a little like maybe he's just not as sold and not as like in it as he was for the next month or so after the season because he was still at school with all of his boys. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder. I was actually right before you said that. I was kind of wondering if it like if he was like you said, if he was a Minnesota kid. I wonder if that added draw would have been like, yeah, no, no, I, I need to go back one more, like, because I mean, he's what a Pittsburgh kid, so yeah, Pittsburgh kid that cheered for Washington, which still doesn't make much sense to me. Why? You know, and I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, yeah, you know what? How do you like him? <laughs> you should, you should actually hate his guts. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, so then on the flip side, talking about the Gophers, like, what's the move here, like? a lot of people are speculating about, Oh, do you convince Iserman or Hendrickson or another guy to join early? Do you go steal bump from Vermont now that they got that whole kerfuffle with the coach? Like what, what's the move here? I'm sure there'll be something, but I don't really know. I mean, they're still going to be a really good team. Like you've obviously still got Snuggerud. You've obviously still got guys coming in too. Oliver Moore. You've also got Sam Renzel, uh, the Blackhawks first round pick from two years ago they're still going to be a good team. They've just obviously had some major losses here. Um, so they're still going to be a good team. It's not like this is it, but no, no, but they were basically a no shit. Number one team entering the season. Now they're probably a top five team, but they're probably not holding on to that. Like indisputed number one spot. Right. Right. So, I mean, so like, again, in my head, you know, you're still a, a top five team in the country being a number one team in the country all fucking year long. Didn't end up panning out anyways. Like, it's not like it's that some like giant, like fall from grace now where it's like, Oh no. shit. Now we are now are you fighting. And that's to, that's to not what it's about. Before, right? and I, I know, no, you I know, know you that, but it's, it's yeah, just yeah. like, th there's a clear drop off from being the team to, yeah, you're, you're in the shuffle for the top five ish. And it's just crazy that, one player makes that big of a difference, but the people that think the sky is falling, like calm the fuck down. Yeah. This is still a yeah, sick yeah, yeah. team. Whether you find someone else to come in, whether that ends up being all over more for the first line center or the fucking menace, Rhett Pitlick just goes to town and him and Jimmy Snuggeroo just own everybody. I'm up for any Pitlick, of Pitlick might go nuts. Like he might I'm just so go excited, dude. all the way off. He is the only person I'm happy for in this whole scenario. I hope, I hope he plays first line center and I hope that he absolutely torches everyone, especially after they made his incredible goal against Michigan, the number four goal of the year in college hockey. Or that was insane. Like that goal was legitimately. I mean, that's gotta be in my lifetime. Like, at all levels outside of like the stupid, like, uh, like leagues that are getting filmed, like a camcorder where like guys can't skate and someone pulls off like a Michigan goal. I don't care about those. 
Like that was a top five goal I've ever seen. Not just because of how sick it was, but it was against Michigan, a big fucking game. And he just goes full on showtime. Like that was legitimately unbelievable. The fact they called it the number four goal of the year. Oh my God. <laughs> God damn it. Sean Cosgrove, you know how to throw Z off of his game. Um, but anyways, yeah, the fact they called it the fourth best goal of college hockey this year is a disgrace. What do we think here, Z? Does Jimmy Clark's plan change now with this news? I wouldn't think so. Um, All right. Well, that was easy. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not like he's a guy to be like, hey, do you want to come now? Um, I don't think it would change much if his plans go back. To where he's playing before um but i mean i don't know I, I, he could easily play like for sure i wouldn't have any doubts that he could play in college hockey uh as early as next year like i was actually surprised that he wasn't already so who knows maybe either way like he's in a good spot like he's either gonna go tear it up in the ushl again or he's or he could go and decide to end up being in minnesota and then be more than an adequate college hockey player uh, I don't know if that, like, I don't think it necessarily makes a huge change in his plans, though. And do you see an Iserman or a Hendrickson being realistic possibilities to be pulled in early? Or is that kind of a pipe dream? Uh, I mean, if one of them was going to, I'd probably say Hendrickson just because he's he's got the year on Iserman. Like, yeah. there's no reason for Iserman to, to rush either. Like, that's really throwing him into a, a whole other element. I mean, he's certainly totally. good enough to play, but um, yeah. I mean, if, again, if one of them was going to, I feel like Hendrick, Hendrickson would be able to kind of slide into college. You're also not expecting him to put up numbers like you're expecting Eisenman to when he goes to college. Totally. So if one was going to, I'd, I'd probably put money on Hendrickson at that point. Um, but again, like at the same time, like is that the guy's like, hey, now that Logan Cooley's gone, we have to bring in. Like, you know what I mean? It's like just no, completely different You just players. don't know what the conversation was leading into this year where it's like, right, hey, right. there's not really a great spot for you right now. Why don't you go dominate the USHL and then come in the following year when spots open up? Right. Now Cooley's gone. It's like, so maybe you can come. I, I don't really know. That's speculation. But the, everyone, obviously, on Twitter, like, needs guy's falling. falls on this. Like, oh, we got to make Iserman come now. And it's like, Jess Myers has already posted, like, source from Iserman. Like, no, he will not be with the Gophers this year. I don't know if that's ideal for his development in general. I don't know that that's, like, something the Gophers want to rush him into, like you said. Like, he's good. He's going to do his thing. But Hendrickson, I think, is a very That'll interesting, be interesting option. Yeah, for sure. He's a fucking good player, man. That was the one... I was fired up when the Bruins drafted him. Oh, I, I was there. I, I recall this. Uh, yes. Got it. I mean, you think, too, he is a Minnesota boy. There is the possibility of winning a home national championship. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to, like, convince myself that Hendrickson's going to happen. We'll see. You know, the good thing, with I think it's a win-win for him either way. Like. Yeah. So I, and I wonder how much, or well, you know, a whole lot of like um, influence is going to come from Darby. Like, fortunately, that's a pretty good guy to have in your corner, like bounce these 
like ideas off of. And um, so I'm sure whatever decision he makes, I'm sure it'll be for good reason. Um, and I'm sure it'll be the right one for him. But again, either go rip it up with the USN TDP or go play for the University of Minnesota. Like you can't really lose there. You know what I mean? Like right. he's going to be in a pretty, pretty good spot either way. But that, that you're right though, that the more I think about it, that is very, that is a very interesting one. Um, and like, like I said before, that would make, I think, a whole lot more sense than just throwing Cole Eisenman into uh, college hockey at 17 years old. We'll see. He still breaks my brain because he's a he's a he's from the town over for me. And yet he ended up at Shattuck and now he's going to Minnesota. So I feel like there's not a whole lot of guys, especially the upper echelon of like junior hockey or like youth hockey that end up going from Boston to Minnesota and vice versa. Very, very uncommon. Yeah. But I mean, good for him. It worked out. It's a couple of years ago. He put up 160 points in 40 games with Shattuck. So, you know, that'll work. So he, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. What's the over under on how many times you mentioned that this year while we talked about I, the 2024 class? <laughs> you know, what's funny is I bring it up like almost every time I talk about it, but I like actually do forget. And then sometimes I did, I will like I just like him on his page or whatever, like cutting clips, and then like holy sh oh yeah, I know I've known that for such a long time. I bring it up every time I talk. That's how my brain. That's how broken my brain is, though. Yeah, that's that's. Fair. Uh, it's just a funny stat line. It's like 160 fucking points. <laughs> uh, anyway, we can move on. Yeah, I mean, might as well to the uh, last planned topic before we pull up. Either the the crazy people in the comments throw out any questions you actually have for Z, whether it's about the wild 2024 draft, his experience at 7-Eleven, whatever. Uh, Bill Guerin, named president of hockey operations. Tell me, Z, how dramatically is this going to change how things function for the Minnesota Wild front office? Lottery team. Lottery that this is obviously this is the worst decision of all time. This is earth shattering. The locker room is shaken. Um, that's just it's taking all the personality out of the locker room. The locker room, the locker room. Um, us Billy Goats that like Bill Garrett now should hate him. Uh, it's the worst decision of all time. It changes everything, and now they are terrible. Next question. This yeah, doesn't fucking really change a thing. A couple of guys, a couple, a bunch of dudes got promotions too. Good for them. I hope they came with a salary increase. I like could not fathom being one of these people that loses. Like anyone that generated more than like half a tweet about this, it like with any opinion one way or the other. I am so concerned for you. Like I am so worried about it. Like. How could this eat? like I read it? I was like, oh, okay. Like the old, you know what changed? Like his title added a couple words onto it. Like, yeah. No, what, what changed is Billy G saw his old team in the Pittsburgh Penguins and the money they just fucking fling to Kyle Dubas to be both president of hockey, hockey operations and GM. He's like, I want that deal. And Leopold, they're like, like, done. Okay. Yeah, you should. I, mean, I don't know, Z. What, what's this going to do, though? To like, we're already really cap strapped. Like, what's this going to do to the salary cap? You're going to have to trade Kirill Kaprizov to <laughs> get the cap space back, bro. You don't have any other option. This selfish prick. 
Billy, I just Billy can't Jean. imagine anyone caring. Like, obviously, there's people out there that, for whatever reason, don't believe in Belgarin, and they're mad that this basically means, like, yep, he has dug his claws in and he's staying. I just don't know. Like, I can understand where people say, like, he hasn't fully proven anything yet. Like, sure, I'll I'll bite on that. But to say that he's somehow made things worse or isn't, like, doing things differently, which is all we've ever asked for, I don't have words for you. I I can't help you. You are beyond helping. It's I don't it's it's every in every tweet I see about cuz again fortunately I am so busy at work. I like have now that there's no NHL, there's no junior hockey going on, like I really am not looking at anything. But like every time, like if I ever do and I run across these tweets, it's always, it's the same shit, dude. It's like, I have to say this thing. I have to, I have to tell everyone that this is actually a negative thing because, and now I sound smart. Uh, I'm smarter than Bill Garrett. It's crazy to me like that. This had, this made anyone feel any type of way. Blows my mind. <laughs> Cause I would love to give a shit about something as much as some people like care about stuff like that, uh, anything about like, I couldn't have even, I think I read half of the tweet from Russo. I was like, I don't care about this. And I just moved on. Um, like that. Cause again, I don't like, and maybe I'm missing something. Did anything change? Did anyone get a bigger role? Did anyone lose their job? Did they bring anyone else in? Like, I really don't like it was a title change. and <laughs> People lost it. This guy sucks. <laughs> like it was unbelievable. This is this is know. just like the Fourth of July on 2012. We're doomed. <laughs> I like it's. I don't even know how we've talked this long about it. <laughs> like I, I say, I also I do. I, I say that. I say that I hate these tweets when I see them, but like at the same time, I do love them because it's so funny. (laughs) Like, it's just like, man, I couldn't have even, I somehow get surprised too whenever I see shit like this and people have like a big reaction. I'm always like, how am I surprised? But here I am. uh, Still (laughs) shocked. It's it's just like we talked about about It's the same thing as Cole Iserman. Like you're, you're going through Twitter, doing your normal thing. And it's like, whoa. Oh, wait, yeah, no, I definitely knew before that people on here are psychos. Got it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just my broken brain, but you know what? I'm also naming myself president of hockey operations of, I almost said my address. That I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I almost just put my address out to the world. Um, but yeah, no, I'm naming myself president of hockey operations of this apartment building. Oh, here, here's, a, here's a fun one to throw at the haters. From Sean Cosgrove, the buyouts of Parisian Suter got us another year of Fiala at five point one million, and the equivalent of two mid firsts. Spot the line. No, no, that's not what happened. No, he traded Fiala when he could have kept him. There was cap space there; he could have easily been kept. Yes. So and they right, Sean, you time. tried. Yeah. Fail. Child's play. It was actually bad. I mean, the worst thing he's ever done is hire Judd Brackett. Yeah. By the way, th- those, those are the, those are the, and like, it's the, 
the tweets started off with being like Bill Guerin has actually like done horrible things, blah blah blah. How is he naming himself president of hockey ops? Yada yada, whatever. Which he didn't do, by the way. It's, oh my god, uh, no, no. Tell tell me how much you would love if they held a press conference and Bill Guerin named himself the president of hockey ops, and all of these people that are bitching and moaning have to watch him as he names himself, and we get to just watch them go nuts. And then he names Craig Leopold a trainer. He's like, and now I I also own the team now. And Leopold's like, yeah, I, I guess so. I don't know. There, there um, were some really funny tweets, though, that like showed like the lineage. It's like, okay, this just happened in 2023. 2027, Bill Guerin, assistant team owner. And then it was like 2033. I can't even remember what it was. There were some good ones, though. Like, what was the next step? I can't remember. Good story. That's just good, That's just good podcasting right there, yep. Pete. Great um, story. I just conjured up. But before this, this is the last thing I'm going to just mention because sure I, it is. we have to move on. I'm sure we'll talk about it for another 45 minutes. But um, the tweets that like were mad about this thing, event like eventually turned into being like, and everyone says all this about Judd Brackett. What have those prospects done? And I'm like, the guys that are 20 fucking years old? <laughs> like, like some, if you convinced yourself or if you got mad enough about <laughs> somehow this title change and like you turned that into, and you know what? Fuck Judd Brackett too. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was like, yeah, they're not first line centers of the NHL. Hmm. Uh, Z, did you see what Crosby did when he was 18? What's Bedard oh, going to do this year when he's 18? God damn it. I say I hate it, but I, I, I need it. You know, I need this chaos. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. fantastic. Fuck, yeah. Fuck Bill Guerin and all of his friends. You know, hate him. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah. He should. That'd be really funny. I'm the captain now. <laughs> anyway, we gotta move on. This is video. this has been a ridiculous podcast. We gotta move on. Yeah. Um, I will pull up. I don't think there were many on Twitter, but I'll grab those yeah, in a second. Four, but we'll we'll start here with uh two of them that I got cued from the chat. Mateo, did Addison take steroids this summer? And how does this affect his ability to stuff Dean in a locker? Go well, off. I mean Dean Dean's a problem. Um it's fascinating, actually, somewhat of a side note, but still relevant to this question. Like, watching clips of Dean Evison fights. That, I have not seen any. You're going to have to send me some clips. He's, he's probably, like, his win-loss percentage is probably like 500. Like, but I there are very few people I have seen in some of these fights where he's going up against monsters, too, and he just eats bombs. And he's just like on his feet, throwing them still. And I'm like, he, like sick and twisted. Like this guy's a problem. So I don't know. Addison could take all the steroids. He could take like the Barry Bond special and he still would have probably a, a, an issue there. Uh, Cause I mean, that guy's a problem. Uh, he, yeah. I mean, he's scary. Uh, I mean, anyways, Darby. yeah. <laughs> Darby has like, He's got like a fake arm in his arm sleeve, and his real arm is just like a tat, like tied behind his back, and he's just like, "Oh yeah." No, yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay, I gotta. <laughs> we gotta do two things before the season starts. I need a compilation of 
all of the fights that Dino was in when he played. We'll get that up on a YouTube reel. And then I need a compilation from all of last year's wins and showing Dean beat the wheels off Darby. <laughs> he took out all of his rage from like getting punched in the face. It, it, that would be our highest viewed video ever. <laughs> I Normal people would say, I don't have time to do that. I have, I have all the time in the world to do that. That's what I spend my time doing anyways. Yep. So, yeah, no, I yep. can do that. We'll, we'll talk sure. I'll have it. I'll have it done by the weekend. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, is Beckman ever going to get a shot? Will we trade anyone? Two questions there. So we'll take the Beckman one first. And, like, how many times have we talked about, too, like, the kid's ready to play. I mean, we even when he's given a limited role, like he he contributes. Like he's shown that he's good enough to play in the AHL. He took a huge step in his development in the AHL this season. Um, outside of just being like that pure sniper, but once again, it's just like the roster construction. So that goes into the second question, like where, because we talk about him, we talk about Marco Rossi, like. Yes, they're good. Like they could play. They should be playing, and they're good enough to g- be given like decent opportunity and good ice time. And you're just looking at this log jam of like, especially in that middle six there. Um, and I just don't know where they slide it. And now you know, Dewar, Duhame, they're back. They bring in Maroon. So is there even really a spot on the fourth line? So it's just like you're sitting there once again, being like. Man, these guys could play. They're probably ready to play, especially with like Beckman, where it's like, hey, no, it's time for him to play in the NHL. And there's just outside of the second part of this question. And even then, who are you trading? Like, who do you really want to move off this roster? And are you doing, are you comfortable moving that player just because you want to give a kid like Adam Beckman a shot? So, I mean, I'm my sure he'll, get, he'll is... get called up. He'll get called up, obviously. But it's just like, I think it's going to be the same, pretty much the same thing or very similar to last year, where it's just like, yep, injuries. It's going to be the first or second call up. Um, and I just, again, I just don't see what happens here that, like, I, like there's not even a world where, he makes it out of camp because of this the, the roster construction and how many guys are already here, totally. which is super frustrating because he was so goddamn good last year, dude. Oh, God, yeah. And, dude, not just the skill. Like, he brought the – like, he had the flair. He had the – Hey, you uh, you bring that kid into your locker room, you're not losing anything. Like, he is the – like, that preseason where he lit it up two years ago, was it two, three years ago at this point? I think it was uh... – Something. 2021, 2021. Um, so 2021, yeah, two years ago. There we go. Um, he was an electric factory, dude. And all of the guys said it, too. They're like, Beckman literally just like walked into the locker room as if he'd been on the team for 10 years. And he was just like, he was a big vibes guy. <laughs> and he lit it up. He did. He did. Nose, and I, got his nose disintegrated by Nathan Walker. Oh, my God. Yeah, that will happen. I don't know. I, I think as far as do you trade or someone to trade. give these guys a chance? I think it comes down to, are they on the roster next year? If the answer is no, then I'm way right. more open to the idea. Right. But 
it, it is what it is. Um, Beckman absolutely has a rocket. And uh, this one's for you, Z. He's a peacock. You got a little fly. <laughs> oh, all right. Next question coming from your favorite granny. How do you think Rossi is going to do this year? Everyone forgets he had a takeoff year. Or had to take like, a year I like off. At this oh, point, just I feel, like at, I feel like at this point, it's not that people forget. It's, it's either you're someone like me and people who watch the prospects a lot and defend them till the day that we die. Uh, and you remind everyone constantly, or you're just like the people who need to find everything negative about the prospect pool and everything about the organization in general. And they're like, yeah, we don't really give a shit anymore about the fact that he uh, didn't play an entire year of hockey the year after he got drafted. That's actually not important anymore. And it, uh, I don't see how that's relevant in any way. Right. Yeah, no, definitely not an important year to, to play hockey. Um, again, same thing. Like what opportunity does he end up, get it so because like i've said it legitimately every week after he got sent back down to the a everything they asked him to do he did and he excelled it like he had a monster first in ahl as the in his first rookie year and then last year he took it a step further where bill garen said i want him to play a little fuck you at his game and he did that from day one lit it up was right around a point per game played both ends of the ice wasn't just scoring goals from the outside was getting into the dirty areas of the ice, was forechecking hard, winning battles against dudes that were six foot three, six foot four, 220 pounds, and like getting net front, tipping pucks in. Like he did everything and checked every box. Um, so clearly, I've said it before and a million times, he's ready to play. He can play a legitimate role in the NHL too. Where is he going to play? Nice customer. Motherfucker. <laughs> Um, I just, he just every time, every time, um, doesn't mess. Um, but it's just like, again, so the same thing, dude, let's just, are they, and that's why this part too is specifically like a, the thing that like blew my mind the most about the Goudreau five-year deal was like, man, third line setter is like a pretty perfect spot to let this kid like come in. You can play with some really good players and guys that play on both sides of the puck still. He's going to get a good shot. Like you're not relying on him out and out every offensive scoring chance. Like you got to get Rossi on the ice. He's got to be the guy that converts. You're not relying on him to be the first PK unit guy. Like middle six center is like the perfect opportunity for him to slide in. And that's why it really blew my mind that they threw Freddie a a five-year deal. I almost really couldn't say that. He is also – And I again, I feel bad saying that. Like – Right, so that's the other thing too. Like, are you okay? Like, will Dean do it? So, no, no, no. Of course not. Uh, Dean, uh, Dean why, will be why fired. Why or Freddie will be a center. <laughs> what a dumb question! By what a dumb question on my part. The, the only way Freddie's moving to the wing is if Zuccarello sustains a long-term injury and he's got to take the the <laughs> wing with Caprizo. But yeah, um, um, and John Robinson Freddie. says he thinks that Beckman, Rossi, Boldy will be a line at some point. I mean. Music to my ears, buddy. Music to my ears. I've been pounding the table for it because, oh, man. Like, it's – there was, like, two weeks where that was aligned in Iowa, and it was unbelievable. Like, it was – I know it's the AHL, but, like, I mean, they had the puck the entire time they were on the ice. It was amazing. Um, And I really do think that line specifically – 
it works. It, you've got two guys who are elite defensive forwards in Rossi and Boldy. You've got Rossi who could score. He makes plays. You've got Boldy, playmaker, can score goals. You, and you have Beckman, who's an absolute sniper and has taken a big step in terms of just like a, a more well-rounded game. He's not just on the periphery now. Like that line to be makes so much sense in the future when they're finally given their full-time NHL role because like it's such a well-rounded line and like god that would be a nightmare if they all hit their full potential like if that's a line and those Dude, three think, think about it. first line is the three russians second line is this line third line you've got ugrin ak and give me a name Dude, you take your pick like that sounds really fun, but actually, yeah. I take it back. That line was not fun for two weeks in Iowa. Everything I just talked through was not fun because Bill Guerin. Yeah, the stupid president of hockey operations and general manager. God damn it. It's brutal. Um, all right. From Mateo, thoughts on Middleton calling Faber doughy but quick? It's so beautiful. Like, I – Wish I had already, because again, I haven't really done anything, a whole lot of hockey related outside like 2024 draft stuff. I listened to like some snippets from that. He's I'm so fucking you saw funny. The one that we posted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Dude, he's the best. Like, he is awesome. Give, give Jake Middleton a 14 year extension. That he's the 101 is... for me of guys on the wild I want to have a beer with. Oh, he's, it's not, I'll be honest, it's not close. Like, I, want to sit down at a bar with Madison's kind of close no for me again like <laughs> he's the funniest motherfucker in the world everything he does is hilarious everything that comes out of his mouth is amazing <laughs> yep I am Harry Potter he called him Harry Potter yeah <laughs> Harry Potter he basically said he had a milk bag body like <laughs> yeah. like yeah like I'm not surprised at any, anymore but like when he came in and was just like had all this baby fat and then he could do what he can do. I'm just like, oh shit! Oh, uh, my job. I was, oh my god, I was dying laughing. He was like, because I don't. It was so funny because it caught me so off guard. But at the same time, that's exactly like around what I expected to come out of Jake Middleton's mouth. That guy is the fucking best. <laughs> he is the best. Yes. No, actually, it was terrible because Bill Guerin made that trade. So. Yeah, Cockinen in a fifth for Middleton was a brutal trade because, again, the organization is horribly run. Yeah. Can't, can't say anymore. That. I don't know. That um, was a crazy, crazy trade, by the way. What a pickup. You know what? At the time, though, like, it made Cockinen was, yeah, no, yeah, it was, no yeah, yeah, yeah. About Middleton, and I was pretty high on Cockinen, which I still think that he's a solid 1B in the NHL. He had a bad year with a brutal fucking team. I'm not really chalking that up to anything personally, but yeah. maybe you think differently. No, I mean, he showed that. I mean, he was lit. That sucked for him. Like, cause he was showing that he could play and he was just hitting his like groove. And then like, Hey man, how about San Jose? They lost everybody, but it, Carlson will live in the offensive zone now, but you'll be on the same team as him. <laughs> how about, how about it, buddy? <laughs> He's like, fuck my life. Where do I sign? <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Um, all right. We have a couple from Twitter. 
this one might be a little bit more of a we have to circle back to it or you and Isha have to circle back to it next week. Um, what would reasonable production number predictions look like for various prospects? For instance, what would a successful season look like for Stramel, Height, etc.? Any off the top that you want to comment on or is that uh, I need to come back? Uh, you know what? It's so the the one that's really difficult to gauge is Stramel, right? Because like it's gonna be a very different team, different coach. So he's not gonna play, right? Yeah, he's not allowed to. He's not. He doesn't have his AARP card yet, so he can't. You know, <laughs> he's not. He's not eligible to to be on the ice. Minimum uh, three times a week, he's got to do the uh, the early bird special at Denny's. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You come back here um, with your Denny's punch card and you can fucking play. <laughs> what a pull. What a pull. Um, oh, fuck. I, I, Stramel is, it's, that's going to be one where, like, I never thought I'd say it, but I'm going to have to tune in to, like, every Wisconsin game now because he's obviously, in theory, anyways going to be given the bigger role again, like completely different team, completely different environment. Like everything's different where like you want to talk about a kid, especially as a true freshman, but you want to talk about a kid that just needed that actual reset. Like we say it all the time about players in the NHL, you trade a guy, change the scenery, yada, yada, yada. This is a complete reset for him because college hockey is obviously hard to play in in general as an 18 year old. Or even when you do an extra year, then you go in at cool. 19. It's still a really fucking hard. And then like, being on a laughing stock team in the best conference in college. In the yeah, conference, year. right. Like So I got to think he must be fired up for the season. And he's got Will Whitelock coming in too. They have a good recruiting class, um, which is funny because Will Whitelaw is like the exact opposite of Stramble, where he's like five foot seven, five foot eight, pure Don't sniper. they have that psycho too? The guy that just like starts fights from the <laughs> development program. What's his name again? Uh, uh, oh, wait. Is that is he going there too? Yeah. Brady Cleveland? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. That could be a uh, lot of fun. Granted, fuck Wisconsin. Like, I, I hope Stramel develops well, but I hope that they lose every game they play. So, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, that's positive. It's a tough one. But, uh, no, like, like he's gonna be there, but they've still got. They, they think they still have like, uh, ten guys that are drafted too. Uh, Cruz Lucius, great name, still gonna be there. Uh, Sam Stange is gonna be there. Like. They, they've got a good class coming in, and they've obviously pulled some guys um, that are 29 plus 10 years old. Um, so, yeah. but again, like full on reset for him, really needed. So that's going to be one I'll be interested in. in terms of like production. I couldn't put a number on it because, like, yeah, it's going to be a completely different team. I'm sure it's going to be, obviously, it couldn't be worse than it was last year. But, like, who the fuck in that conference, who the fuck knows how much of a step they're going to take? Um, but in terms of like Riley Height, he had an unbelievable season in the WHL. I mean, just like on the face of it, it's gonna be hard to match again. Um, but I mean, the kid was top five in points on like one of the most difficult teams to play on. Um, 
Yeah, there you go. Exactly. I don't know if I don't know what he had like 70. <laughs> like, um, but I mean, he's unbelievable. So I guess realistically for him, like you're just looking for him to take a, a bigger step, just like in terms of like the well-rounded game or whatever of both ends of the ice. Um, Prince George can always get like that team in general can just be better. Um, but it, again, like I, I think Judd Brad, I think Judd was right when he said like the shortest road trip on a bus is like three hours from Prince George. It's like, it's not an easy situation for me, but I mean, I guess for him, it's like continue to do more of the same and then just add a little bit more of um, like the NHL game with a more well-wounded kind of approach to the game. But you could put up 10. Did you, did you say well-wounded? Probably. Um, but like, moving on, Riley Hay could either put up the same number of points or like 10 points less. And it's not like it would be like a big failure either. Cause like, I mean, the kid had a ridiculous season. Um and he's still, I still cannot believe that he was the last or one of the last picks of the second round. Yeah, that kind of took it blows my mind. Surprise. It like really does. I don't know how it happened. I really don't, but whatever. Well, thank you, Blake Blotsky at Bada on Twitter or Axe. I refuse to call it that. By the way, it's really hard for me to find the tab for this now that it's like just a black X instead of the blue bird, but. I don't thanks know. Elon. Thanks Dick. a lot, Bin Laden. Uh, thanks, thanks a lot. Bin we got three more quick ones. Well, two quick ones and one that might kind of get tabled on Twitter. We have one more that I got queued up from our boy John Robinson here in the chat, and then we are Audi. Um, so two of them here uh, of Boston nature, and you might just glaze past them from Devin McDonald. Will Lucic retire at the end of the season, regardless of what happens this year? Um, I don't know. Cause I mean, he said in every interview that he's done, he's saying like, I don't feel like I'm even like, I can still play. I feel good. Like in whatever. So I think that he's going to stretch out that career as long as he can. Well, dude, and your now, legs can't go when you never had legs. Right. Right. Yeah. Dude, the videos, first of all, one of the the real bright spots of my summer was like seeing like uh the show that the Bruins do bear tracks they just followed Lucic around his first day back in Boston instant serotonin boost was just watching that video anyone that had anything like anyone that was bitching about that too I'm like holy like go touch grass for fuck's sake but uh <laughs> go touch grass dude his his <laughs> hunch dude his hunchback is insane like his shoulders are in a fucking different zip code than his head. Like, I mean, he is like, so I don't even know how he walks around like that, but I mean, whatever. But he's been saying, like, he feels great. And, like, it's funny, too, because he's the one that says, uh, you know, I think now that I'm not making $6 million a year, I kind of feel like, number one, obviously, any pressure to score is off. But number two, like, people won't look at me like I'm supposed to be producing a $6 million player. And again, that's a dude that loves hockey like he is a hockey nerd and is obsessed with playing hockey like i wouldn't be shocked to see him just sign a couple more one-year deals um before he goes out because he's been saying like he feels phenomenal and obviously he's very excited to become to be back here in boston which was like the best news ever i was so happy when that happened he's the best i love that guy he he is definitely a guy. I still one of my greater disappointments in life is that the rumors of him being cast as the son of Seabass in the uh 
Dumb and Dumber sequel did not occur. <laughs> yeah. Would have been electric. Um, all right. Another one from Devin McDonald. Thoughts on the Hall trade? Yeah, I mean, even though Burr's right doesn't come back, they didn't make a move to, like, bring Bertuzzi back. It was still mu- – like, it's crazy to me because I keep forgetting about – like, I keep forgetting that happened because they're still in a really shitty cap space situation. So, like, anyone that was doing the bullshit about, like, oh, they didn't bring back Bertuzzi. They didn't – like, Bergeron's not coming back. Krejci's not coming back. Like, what did that cap space really do? It's like they still barely have enough to bring back both Frederick and Swayman, who they you know really why? need to bring back. Do you know why? Was it because, well, you know what? You can't say anything about uh, President Hockey Ops because Cam Neely's President Hockey Ops and Don Sweeney's general manager. So don't you oh, no, dare I was, try to bring I was that just negative say it energy over here. <laughs> don't you dare try to bring that energy over here because the Brewers have seen right through that bullshit. I was just going to say it was Bill Guerin's fault. God damn it. It's, everything is, though. 7-Eleven, uh, that's 7-Eleven excursion. Thanks a lot, Bill Guerin. Good luck. Oh my god! I'm gonna start saying that now instead of "thanks a lot, Bin Laden." Yeah, it sucked though because I was actually it was more brutal for Taylor Hall because this is like the happiest he's ever been in his career. Like he's been wanting to be on the Bruins. Like he said, he said on multiple occasions on draft that he was like, "Please let the Bruins get the first overall pick. I want to go there." <laughs> he finally settles in, loving life. Shipped off for cap space. <laughs> like it fucking sucks. And what do you know? First round or uh, draft lottery. I mean, it was delayed. You know, it wasn't exactly his doing, but uh, his uh, first overall pick luck continues. No, I think that's what it was. I think Gary Bettman's like, shit, we're getting a lot of flack for potentially rigging this. You guys need to Taylor Taylor Hall there now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know what, though? Good for him for landing in like a good city. Like it really would have sucked for him if it was like, hey, uh, Actually, you know what? I should. I, I don't care. Winnipeg, how are you? Um, good luck. That being said, they they'll be fine. The haul they picked up. True. And True. Watery, but it's Winnipeg, so. Yeah, except they still got to move both Shifley and Hellebuck, so that's going to be a whole thing. One of the more fascinating teams, like to watch what happens as the season gets closer and even like throughout the year because i mean losing dubois obviously sucked for them but i mean they it would have been hard to do a whole lot better than what they picked up so now you're sitting there like do we need because like you guys guys both guys want out that's the problem right 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 other otherwise i would agree with you like they actually made out pretty good on that deal but both don't want to be there. You got to get something for them in their last year. Dude. So you want to talk about the, like, uh, we can link this now. Shifley is, I would be ideal for the Brewers to do something with. You know what I mean? What are you willing to get rid of? I'm sure like, well, I mean, even just with the, the money, like the Broscos first went out the door, obviously, but the fact that he's got what he's got one more year in his deal. Yeah. It's just this year, right? So I don't think he's going to – like it's not going like to be five, much. Five, it's going to be a pick and either a, right. a young NHL player or a pick and a prospect. But you got to move money. Right, exactly. So, I mean, you got to move money. So, like, DeBrus could be the, the the guy that I'm sure 
would probably be the one that would be out the door because he makes four that million. He also sense. has one one year on his deal too. Well, dude, the other one that we were talking about before, I don't know how they make it work. I don't know what the money would be, but Hellebuck to Ottawa makes me a believer that they're in the playoffs. That's really all it would take. Wow. You don't think so? No, no, no. I mean, there's a crazy um, – it's not like it's unrealistic either, you know? Um, that, would, uh, that wouldn't that would suck if you're Ottawa. I wonder yeah. – I mean, does he real – I mean, move? tough, does he tough have, love, no though, trade? for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That motherfucker. Whatever, he's he's got fine. everything. He'll be fine, um, I think. All right, I don't He'll know – how much we can get into this Z, it might have to be something tabled for next week, unfortunately. Or if you want to jump on with me and Isha on Sunday, which I know you won't. Uh, who are some players to watch for at the Halinka? Yeah, I would love to be able to dive into this. At uh, this that's point, from Freddie Goudreau Respector, by the way. At Good call. password is whiskey. Very, very, yes. Perfect. All right, we uh, need to talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the only rosters that have been um, published are Canada and the U.S. So on the Canadian side, the obvious ones um, with Celebrini. Um, but, I mean, there's also a couple of guys that I'll be curious to see. Like for 2024 specifically, another top traffic that will be there, Berkeley Ketton um, from Spokane. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy who's projected, I think, right now to go pretty high in the first round, Maxime Massé, great name. Um, and then Sam Dickinson, Henry Muse. We talked about him la- or talked about both those guys last week, but a couple other ones that are like a couple guys that were really fun to watch this past season Zane Parekh, um, uh, defenseman, right shot demon, um, Charlie Ellick, a big boy, another right shot demon, six foot three, plays for Brandon WHL, had a real good year, the WHL. Um, so those are two guys that specifically I'll be curious to see and see how they do and how they fare. Um, Cause there are a couple of fun players to watch. Michael Misa is a 2025 eligible and was unbelievable in the OHL. He played on the same line as uh, Hunter hate quite often. Um, and they enjoyed their time together for sure. Uh, and they will again, um, real good player to watch too. So it's always nice when you have like, not just this upcoming draft, like players from there, but there's a couple guys from the, the, the next year that'll be there too. So I'm happy to see Michael Misa be there. And then I got to pull up USA's because in light of the 2025, I'm curious to see if Hagen's is going to go too. Um, Because they've been squared, they've squared off a few times. He might be pivoting Boston University now, is what I'm hearing, which is super not fun. Oh my God. Um, Oh, USA, I thought they did post their roster. Maybe they didn't. Um, But I would say. We'll leave yeah. it up to you. If you want to jump well, actually, on this on Sunday, we can talk all about the Halinka rosters. That'll definitely be out because that's when the tournament starts, right? Yeah, it starts on the 31st, which is like, again, like blowing my mind. But I should throw the caveat out there. USA also doesn't send their bet. Like they don't send the uh, their ace. Like, they don't send like the USN TDP kids. So um, that'll be it'll, it's always different for them. So it's always like tough for them to to make a ton of noise. Yeah. In the Holinka, but I mean that Canadian team is gonna be loaded. <laughs> All right, fair. Last question then before we close out here from John Robinson yet again. John, do you think the two Russians will step in the lineup after next year or go AHL? 
Yeah, I mean, it really, I mean, I think the interesting thing with who's Nadinov again is, first of all, once again, the roster construction for Minnesota. Uh, but he's showed that he's probably pretty close to being able to just stepping right in when he comes over. Cause I mean, he was legitimately unbelievable in the K last year. You're off. We'll see what happens this year. If he does get that elevator role that he should be getting uh, with Magneto Gorsk. Um, and again, I think the fact that he signed that one year deal tells you a lot too. He didn't sign a two year. Fortunately, we're not just like hoping that it happens because, you know, there's a little bit more hope in the fact that they got a new coach too. So for year of it really does depend on how this year goes, how much ice time he really does get and what that looks like. Who's in Dino, it's a little bit more realistic. Um, but again, it's just like with the way the roster's built, with the contracts that are there, like with the cap space and how much room there really is, it still really does depend on who's still here and who's gone um, and how many young guys they really do want to actually throw in the fold in the NHL next season. Um, well, not next season, but the year after. Um, but I mean, again, I think who's a Dino. And the thing with him too, though, it doesn't have to be a center. Like I think he's, because I mean, in the KHL, he like splits his time between center and wing already. So the fact that he played as well as he did both positions, both ends of the ice and how big of a step he took last year, that gives me like reason to believe that he's more than capable or at least is capable of stepping in, you know, after that contract, it uh, runs up and we'll see about Ogre too. Does it matter who's Nadinov's 4-11? Yeah, I mean, Dean Evison might just fight him every day, you know, and uh, stuff him in lockers and hurt him and whatever. But you know what? He took a stick to the face and his mouth exploded and he came back and blocked a shot immediately. Uh, so that, you know, I don't think he cares. This is fair. But. Well, we did it. Did the thing. I don't know how we stretched this. Well, actually, it was thanks to Twitter. We stretched this one out to an hour and 15 with nothing to talk about. Nothing prospect. We made it like 45 or 50 minutes without the question. So, (laughs) I mean, you spent you were just way too obsessed with the whole Bill Guerin uh, naming. That's what I mean. Shout out Twitter. Shout out Twitter. Sorry, X. Sorry. 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 Uh, I will never say that. No. Ever. No Thanks, Elon Bin Laden. Thanks a lot, um, Aaron. Well, you will not be here next week. Will not be. It'll either be just me or me and Isha. Depends uh, how no, many, no, depends the, how leave, many leave UFC the, fights. Leave the 5 or 10% chance that like 7-Eleven just goes horribly wrong and Isha's here and you're not. I was about to throw out the third possibility that I won't be here. Because uh, who knows? Uh, I think that's actually what happened last time. Um, but anyways, we'll figure that out, hopefully, or we won't. And um, we'll see you either next Thursday or the Thursday after. Me and Hoppy are inching closer to hanging out in person. So you say. Could I'll be, believe it when it happens. Could be. I told you I got approved. Everything's good. At least I'm good you, to go you, here. You sent me the screenshot and it said, I think we can make that work. Yeah, no, I got approved. Okay. Yeah, no, but believe it or not, folks, um, it's either going to be amazing or terrible. I don't know. It could. Uh, it could be amazingly terrible. That feels pretty likely. But anyways, terribly amazing. Um, let's get the fruit out of here. Signing off. It's
folksy, hoppy, say something funny or outrageous on our way out, please. All right, that'll do it. We'll see you not next week, maybe the week after. <laughs>